the comic book pit. Okay. Episode 219 of the Comic Book Pitch. I'm Dan. I'm Jared. And I'm Sean. And we are without the Duke tonight. He is uh, he is uh, raking in that fat cash doing commissions now, like he's freaking Alex Ross or something, or Adam Hughes. I guess he's too good for us. Too good indeed. So that's okay. That's okay. We'll, we'll carry on. Yeah. Well, we we still love the Duke. I mean, you know, how how could you not? Awkward. Cricket, crickets. Nobody. Yeah, does. sorry. <laughs> nobody, nobody loves the Duke. Loves the Duke. <laughs> We're all in agreement. I, uh, I noticed I was having a technical issue on my end. And I was secretly sending him a bomb. Okay. Well, like was, a TNT bomb, like those black ones. Sorry. With, oh, I thought you were going to, like, I thought you were, like, making a clock and you were going to send it to him or something. Yeah, no. that's it. That's exactly it. <laughs> Mine was um, in backup recording. It wasn't working. It is now. Oh, okay. So. All right. Well, uh, yes, yes, yes we, will, we, will, <laughs> we will make do without the Duke. In the meantime, though, we do have breaking news. Yeah, please hit us with your breaking I news. I just, just came across uh, in 2016... All new, all different Silver Surfer from Dan Slott and Mike Allred will be coming from the House of Ideas. Okay, now wait. Now, is that, in fact, confirmed? Because I thought he went on social media yesterday and, like, debunked something. He did. But okay. The, but the it, House of Ideas themselves. But it has. Have, okay, it's been officially confirmed. And uh, here's, I'll send you a link because they released the, <laughs> there's the image to the cover to the all new, all different Silver Surfer number one. Uh, give me a second to pull this up. Uh, I'm I'm super excited because that that book was a was a high point for me for the last year. Wait till you see this cover. This cover is a feast for the eyes. I mean, I'm yeah I'm all about the uh, the slot and all red Silver Surfer, and I've never been like a huge Silver Surfer fan, but you know I mean he's been okay for me in small doses, but. Um, the uh, the all red and mm-hmm. slot take on it. Wow, that is awesome. It is it is a whole bunch like I like the, the Mego Spider Man arm up in the cover. The uh, the Batman sixty six Shakespeare bust. The low flying yeah, plane going over Sean Atkins house right now. <laughs> that was a truck. Sean Sean's out. <laughs> Sean's actually in a crop duster right now. He's well, like, that too. He's 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 actually the Rocketeer. He's he's reliving the movie. Well, that's um, I would actually because that would be pretty fun. <laughs> <laughs> Except um, for all the whole Nazis and 
exploding blimp and well, that's the fun I thought that's the fun part. You get to you get to explode Nazis. The rough with the smooth, Sean Atkins, the rough with the smooth. I don't know if I can handle Nazis. Wow. I can't even handle people. Like regular people. I don't know if I want to handle Nazis. Oh. Well, don't worry. I mean, and the few remaining Nazis are like 90, so it's not really an everyday yeah. problem you're going to run across. I think you can take them, Sean. I don't know. Break They're a, kind of squirrely. They'll, they'll probably break a hip just trying to get up to, yeah. you know, to the Sig Heil. I mean... I, I wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't sweat it. I wouldn't sweat those, uh, those, uh, ancient Rossies. So, um, yeah, so that's, uh, that is exciting news indeed. I'm, I'm pretty excited for that. Now, when is that? That's it coming out in 2016? Yeah, it's all it says is 2016. It doesn't specify beyond that. Okay. So. And, and it appears based on the copy in that little write-up, it, it'll be a companionless. I hope I said that right. Companionless surfer. Yeah. Maybe he'll get a new companion. I think that's what's been most enjoyable, and probably what separates this take of Silver Surfer from the others. Is Dan Slott basically just made it Doctor Who on a surfboard? Mm-hmm. Well, that and it, and it and it really serves to to humanize the Silver Surfer and and actually make him like give him. More character than just being like kind of the the lonely, um, like oh my soul is in agony because of oh my beautiful Zenla I can never return and my beautiful Shalabal I can never have her, you know like this this was just more fun this was just like let's just have fun with it let's not worry yeah. about all the like the heavy cosmic stuff like the cosmic stuff was there but it was just like played up for just like joyful. Like joyful humor, indeed, indeed. So awesome! I'm excited. Yeah, I'm, and I'm, like like these days, I'm not overly. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm happy to read comics because they're comics and they're awesome. But you know, I, I'm not like. I, I think it's safe to say, like, I'm not wowed or I'm like, you know, super excited about stuff anymore, just because I've been reading comics for close to thirty years. But yeah, I'm kind of excited about this. Indeed. Happy that it's coming back. Cool. Um, okay, well, um, I don't think we we really talked about a lot of stuff last week as far as, you know, with Wizard World and stuff. I thought we would, uh, instead of talking about more news, I thought we could uh, uh, talk about a question that we got on Twitter. Okay. A little roundtable discussion here. And this is from our... Our friend, our compatriot, the um, the writer of Holy F and Hol- and the uh, newly released Holy F from uh, Action Lab Danger Zone, writer Danger Zone, Danger Zone, Nick Marino, um, the the Pod Father himself. Um, so he hit us up on Twitter and he said, uh, "Hi, comic book pit, long time listener, bazillionth time tweeter." What are your dollar limits when it comes to floppies and digital comics? I've been struggling with it for the past few years, especially with big increases for singles and digital price like print. So, spending money on comics. Um, definitely a big departure from when probably we all started buying comics back in the day. Um, what's your 
Now, I, I think we, I, I think it's safe to say we we all have, you know, between the three of us, um, fairly, you know, like radically different spending habits. Um, I would say, Jared, you're probably the more, like, probably right in the middle. Like, you're the more traditional, like, week in, week out comic shop buyer. Yes. Yeah, and I did have to tighten the belt, and because um, I was getting a little too fast and loose with my comics buying. But, uh, no, um, it's a very good question, and it is something that is very much on my mind when I buy my comics. Because um, I do find it does affect what I buy. It, and uh, I know it's like books that are like $2.99, uh, I will be more apt to experiment on. Uh, books that are $2.99, I'll be more apt to uh, give more slack and stick with. Uh, $3.99 books are kind of held to a very tight um, standard. Now, if it's, if it's $3.99 and it's not knocking my socks off month in, month out, then it's, it gets a short leash uh, before it goes. And as for where, like, where do I draw the line? Um, Batman's been doing like four ninety. What was that? Was that Millie? <laughs> and, uh, what? Someone just went boom. <laughs> just, it was yeah. on my end. Not on mine. I'm in the basement. <clears throat> anyway, um, I'm still in the crop duster. Remember? <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so uh, Batman has been flirting with four ninety nine issues here and there. Four ninety nine. Good God. Yeah. And I read, actually read something this week. It sounds like Marvel is flirting with 4.99 a little bit more and more. And and this is what they've been doing now for I'd say about the last 10 years. I think I remember first reading about comics are going up, They're going to you know 3.99 or two. What, what were they like a dollar fifty? And they went like or a dollar ninety nine. And they went to two ninety nine. And mm-hmm. they went like two fifty and three. And now um, four in counting. But um no um. They just inch up, and they do it very gradually. And then I think it will be about a year from now. I won't be surprised if four ninety nine is pretty common within the next year to two years. I wouldn't be surprised to see that. And mm-hmm. it it does it really it sucks because like you can I, I don't have money falling out of my ass, so I have to pick and choose what I can get. And when they get this expensive, I can't choose that much. And so it really affects like anything new trying to break out. It's, it, it's only it helps stuff that's tried and true. Um, so for me, it, it really does come way on me. I draw the like there was um oh, I forget who did it now. It might be that's either Brandon Graham or Josh Shaw. Then you might know. You see, you have like a like the island. It's like an eight dollar book. It's like an yes. eight dollar monthly. Yeah. And it's like looks cool, but I can't do an eight dollar monthly book. Mm-hmm. Um. So that's definitely a cutoff point. Four ninety nine. If it's something I'm already getting, like Batman flirts with it, obviously I'm not going to break up the run over a one-off. But if something came out like we're four ninety nine, I'm like you have fun with that. And and, and uh, is where the cutoff comes. Unless it's something like super cool and it's like a one-off, like a one shot. But um, and I and Nick asked about digital. Digital. I I don't do a lot of digital. I think someone dropped or someone sent me a link. Oh, cool. Um, the digital I, I, is like a dollar. It's kind of like where I, I don't buy as much digital. Mm-hmm. Uh, phone's running out of memory, so I sort of had to kind of botch that. It's usually where I read the digital stuff. And 
That's like a dollar. Like I, I can't justify like when Marvel puts out their digital stuff at the same price point as the physical stuff. Mm-hmm. I, I don't understand how that, what the justification there is, because there's nowhere near as much overhead in printing it. So I guess yeah. it's just sooner. I, well, well, no, it's, it's day it, and day. It comes out. I think okay. the, you know, I, I guess it's just the, the fact that you you can buy it. I think maybe they can justify because of the convenience factor where you can literally be anywhere now and buy a comic book and have it delivered directly to your device and you don't have to worry about storing it or bagging and boarding it, putting it in a box, you know. Um, and, now, and, and there are, you know, there are, there's a flip side to that where, you know, you can never, you know, that will never have any resale value. Um, unlike if you, you know, if you have a box of comics, you can, you know, you can flip them on eBay or take them to a show or something like that or um, gift them to a friend or donate them to a charity or, you know, give them to a kid or something like that. You can never do anything with your digital comics other than keep them on your device or in your Comicsology account or, you know, wherever you you know store them now i guess again the the flip side of that the other flip side of that is you know you can just you'll you know you can have them at your fingertips wherever you go um my my buying habits are strange because despite the fact that i i've i work for a comic book store i feel like i used to spend more money when i wasn't even though i have a better like i'm i get a you know, I, I get a discount and I have access to a lot more stuff than I would have if I, just being a just a regular customer. But you know, I, I I still buy monthly books, but I feel like my my spending is is a little skewed again because you know uh, because of my discount um, and because I'm just I don't buy nearly as much as I did when I was just a, a regular customer at you know at phantom of the attic um i didn't have access to all the uh digital review comics that we get from the company so you know all the books that i might have um bought then i could read for free now you know so that that also affects things um you know i'm sure there will come a day when I don't know when, and I, I'm, it's not prophesying anything, you know, prophesizing anything. I'm, but I'm sure there will be a day when I'm still reading comics and maybe not doing the podcast, and maybe someday I won't have access to that stuff. You know, when that day comes, who knows what'll happen? Um, I'm sure there will still be some books that I'll want to buy off the shelf. But for right now, I kind of have this weird best of both worlds thing where I'm, you know, I'm. I, I get, you know, I, I can read a bunch for free, and the ones that I do buy, I get a discount on. So I feel weird, almost kind of answering this because it, it, you know, I'm, I'm, I think I'm like the way, like I'm a, I'm a huge outlier. Like I feel like my answer doesn't even really count in this situation, <laughs> you know. And um, I, I really don't even buy that many. Uh, I mean, I have purchased some digital comics, um, especially if you know I see that. Comicsology is having like a really good sale. Um, if they're like, I think I bought just because it was so ridiculously cheap. I think I bought the first trade of um, 
the Captain America Winter Soldier Volume 1 because it was like four bucks or something on Comixology. You know, it was like crazy cheap. Um, or I think um, like Batman Gotham by Gaslight. It's like one of my favorite stories of all time. It was, I think, 99 cents or $1.99. Again, it was ridiculously cheap. So like, wow. I'm going to buy this and I'm going to keep it, you know, in, in that way, whenever I feel like reading it, I can just open my phone, open my iPad, open my computer, and I'll have Batman Gotham by Gaslight. You know, it's just one of those things like, so, you know, I, I have a bunch of digital comics whenever I want them, but I don't buy them regularly, you know, digitally. Um, even though, you know, the floppies that I buy monthly, um, you know, I can maybe, I maybe subscribe to a half dozen comics, um, that, that I purchase, you know, uh, the physical copies of. So, um, yeah, again, I, I think my, my buying is so, you know, again, I, there are that I, the books that I subscribe to, but I don't know. I feel like my, my buying habits are significantly different now than when they were, what they were when I was, not working for the store and not doing the podcast. Are there any uh, price points that scare you away? Not especially. Um, most of the, again, you were talking like the, the, I mean, I'll, I'll say there, there are ones that raise my eyebrows, you know, like, like you were saying the Island for seven ninety nine, Um, and occasionally you'll see, you know, uh, almost all annuals now are four ninety nine, Um, and you'll get the occasional like, Oversized Batman issue that's four ninety nine. Um, you know the annuals, I think I've seen some five ninety nines too out there as well. Yeah, I think those are starting to creep in. You're right. Um, if it's part of like you know, like Batman, I'll almost always buy something that might be a little more expensive, especially if it's a, like part of an like part of the run. I'll still get it. Yeah. Um, Annuals, I can take or leave. I really don't care about annuals. Um, and, but, you know, I, I don't feel like, um, I, I think 499 is definitely my limit. Anything over 499, I really have to evaluate, like, do I really want to read this? Do I really need it? Is it something, you know, because at that point, if it's like 799 and up, I mean, you're, you know, that's like, you're, you're bordering like prestige format territory. And that's like, <laughs> that's like yeah. graphic novels and trade paperbacks. I mean, they're starting to get pretty damn thick at that price point. Now, you know, you know, we keep mentioning uh, the Island. Um, that's a, that's a thick book. I mean, I, I think you're getting a lot. I mean, yes, it is seven ninety nine, but I think you're getting a lot too. So I don't know. Actually, I'm trying to think of, I bought Headlopper. The other week from uh, Image Comics, five ninety nine book. But that book, that book, Headlopper. It's I forget how much the first, how many pages was in the first issue. It definitely pushed the limits on how far, you, how many pages you can put into a saddle stitched book. Because mm-hmm. that thing is, I bagged it because I bag all my stuff, but I couldn't put a board in with it. Mm. it wasn't gonna fit. It was just huge. Um, uh, I can it's a quarter. That's also a quarterly book. And it's like the next issue is going to be five ninety nine. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. It's pages. It's, yeah, five ninety nine, ninety six pages. Um, let me tell you, the first one was ninety six. Let me tell you, it fits it fits very nicely on an iPad because <laughs> that's where I'm looking at it right now. Um, again, 
thank you for to Image Comics for you know allowing us uh, review copies of comics. Um, it's nice, <laughs> you know. I can have a a, a ninety six, a hundred ninety six, a three hundred page book. I can have you know. I can have it, I can, you know, a trade paperback, you know, right on my right on my iPad and not have to, you know, not have to worry about it. But that's neither here nor there. Um, I keep forgetting about that drive. <laughs> and as, as a podcast, it's my responsibility to be reading those books. <laughs> I, I I update it every week, man. Really? Every week. I never yeah. I've just been kind of. We get uh, um we get image, dark horse, boom, um, valiant, oni, um. I don't want to say there was another one, but those. I mean, but that's. I think we're out of publishers. Um, we we have some from a Black Mask that that new publisher, um, but yeah, we we are blessed. We are truly blessed with, to have access to a lot of um, a lot of books. We have so many. In fact, I had to start a separate Google Drive just for Dark Horse. So, Google and Mowgli. Yeah, that pretty much tells you all you need to know. Um, there what, it is. What about you, Sean? I know that's why I say you're probably like on the opposite side. Like you're like I'm one end, Jared's in the middle, and you're probably on the opposite end because I know you don't. You're you're very like you kind of pick and choose the, like the books you get, right? Yeah, and I mean I usually I go for more like the graphic novel ends or mm-hmm. like a collection because to me that's more bang for my buck. Mm-hmm. Um. Because I can get, like, a Marvel Essentials and read, like, some really good stories from, like, the 70s and 60s and so on and so forth for, like, 20 bucks or, like, 15 bucks. Although I did hear they're discontinuing it, so I'm kind of sad about that. Um, yeah, they're starting a new... Marvel's starting a new line. They're called, like, the the Epic Collection, which is... They're, I think they're a little thinner than the Essentials, um, but it's... Um, they're not like the, it's a better quality cause it's not on that, like the newsprint and it's full color, but it's, they're also like 30 or $35 or something like that. Yeah. I so, don't know. But I, I think you'll always I, have those essentials. I mean, they might not be making new ones, but I think that you'll always be able to find them somewhere. True. But as for floppies go, uh, I like two not two ninety nine is not my draw point, but uh, but like anything higher than three ninety nine, I kind of have to say no way, Jose, or unless it's like by an artist I really love, like a Brandon Graham or um like a Bruce Tim, who rarely does comics, I'll be like, okay, I can fork over like a five buck price tag based on the creators, but I don't know. Like I, it's actually been a really long time since I've done monthly books. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I guess if I had to go month in and month out and pay five bucks for a book, I'd, I'd probably stop that book. <laughs> Cause it just, it wouldn't, I don't know. I, I don't think they would be able to, I'd probably stop after the creative team have left. So I'm in a similar situation with my collecting habits. I tend to follow creative teams more than 
characters or anything else. Yeah. Like, that's basically it for my floppies. Like I said, I, I usually go for graphic novels or, you know, collections. But Mm -hmm. as digital goes, I'm kind of with you, Dan. I don't really buy too much digital stuff. And um, I kind of have to say, like, uh, probably like $3.99 is kind of like my limit. You know, just for floppies or maybe a little bit less than that. Because, I mean, it's digital. I don't get the hard copy. So... No, I, but yeah, I will say that um, I would say when when I was buying comics weekly, like week in and week out, you know, going to the comic book store every Wednesday, um, I actually I, I did eventually get to the point where <clears throat> I set a weekly dollar amount for myself of twenty five dollars. Like I was going to spend no more than twenty. I mean, give or t- you know, within reason. If it was like twenty, you know, if it came up to like twenty seven sixty three or something, I'd be like, okay, you know. But I wasn't going to be, you know, hitting thirty, thirty five dollars or anything like that. I, I I made a conscious effort to kind of do a mental tally of my books, and I wasn't going to spend any more than um, like twenty five dollars a week. And um. That actually, you know, that kind of helped keep me in check, you know, especially like if you're you know, trying to watch your budget. Um, but even that, you know, you know, it's like when you think about it, like, oh, my God, it's 100 bucks a month, it's $1,200 a year. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but, you know, but some, some weeks would be lower, you know, and so I think it would balance out a little bit. Um, you know, it wasn't like I was spending that much every week, but that was the maximum. And if I if, if, you know, a lot of stuff came in that week, I'd be like, well, you know, there's no shame in. Putting, I'm like, you know, giving some back. I'm like, I'll pick these up next week. You know, that's kind of the, if you're a good customer, you know, that's, that's part of the, um, advantage of, you know, subscribing to books at your local comic shop. It's, you know, if you're a good customer and if you're good to your store and, you know, don't leave them stuck with, you know, a couple hundred dollars worth of product that they will eventually not be able to move because you waited for six months and then decided to tell them you weren't going to buy it. Um, usually, you know, comic shops are pretty cool and they'll, you know, they'll let you, you know, you don't have to buy everything at once, but, um, yeah, I don't know, but it's, it's, it's been a long time since I've, you know, since I was that, that guy, like that customer. So I don't know. It's, it's weird if, if, if I had to go back to that, I'm not sure exactly what I would do, you know, like how, like if, if all of a sudden I wasn't working at the, at the comic shop. Um, yeah, I, I don't know how my spending would, habits would change. It would be interesting. Fascinating. Well, I know this doesn't mean much to the reader, the listeners, but it will in, in the long run. I finally was able to sync my phone up with the, uh, the comic book pick Google Drive. So now I have access to the nice. preview books on my phone, which was a big, uh, stood in the way of me actually, uh, perusing this thing. But, um, I finally figured it out. So I will do my duty and review these books for these publishers. Get the word out. Nice. And read free comics. <laughs> well, that's awesome because I'm, you know, it's they're they like I said they're they're good enough to uh, provide us with with a with a lot of reading material. And uh, I think 
you know, what, what we've been able to talk about, uh, is just like a mere fraction of what they've sent yeah. us over the past couple of years. So yeah, it would be, yeah, it, it, it behooves us to, uh, yeah, to do a little bit more. To, I don't have to talk about Prez every week. <laughs> Which, uh, side note, uh, we did meet the Wayne from Wayne Enterprises that was alluded in the fourth issue of Prez, not Bruce Wayne. Far from it. So mm. it looks like the superheroes do not exist in the world of Prez. Interesting. Was it a different type of Wayne? What's his name? Yeah, Bob Wayne. Really? His name's Bob? Yeah. Oh, that is a bit of a letdown. Oh yeah, it, it's wackadoo. Uh, I suggest um, get your hands on. And it's only two ninety nine, so it's a cheap book. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I'll be honest. It was kind of a letdown in the sense that I was kind of hoping to see how they worked the costumed heroes into this world. But in the same tip, eh? So what? It's still a crazy book that's just incredibly spot on and a good read in month in and month out. But uh, I did not come here to talk about Prez Four. Well, I was I was gonna say that's that's a pretty good uh, a pretty good segue. So let's say we talk about some comics. I suppose. Jared, you want to kick us off? Yeah, I'll kick us off with a book. Um, due to all the Wizard World hullabaloo, this one kind of got lost in the mix. Uh, I'm pretty sure we talked about the first issue when it came out, um, and I read, got the second issue. And I, the first one, I was kind of like, ah, I'm not sure about this, but I guess this was pretty good. I kind of liked it enough. Enough to get the second issue now, and I got the second issue. I'm like, oh, this is amazing. I'm talking about Bloodstrike number two from Image Comics by uh, artist extraordinaire Rob Liefeld. And this one, after the first issue, you get the idea, okay, this is a joke, and this is what it's about. So, and then the second issue hits the ground running, and it plays, comes up with this scene with this uh, Night uh, Batman um, analog, who I think is called Nightman, which if it is, that's pretty hilarious. Professor Knight. I say Nightman, that'd be funny if you watched It's Always Sunny. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, it's Professor Knight. It's very much a Batman analog, and it, open, it just sort of plays with all the concepts of the superhero world and sort of turns them on their ear, and we see the... Uh, the uh, supposed villain of the series and her plans for these uh, quote-unquote classic superheroes and how they're sort of she's killing them and turning their body dead bodies into these like weapons of destruction if you will and then we get to uh the action with a uh, blood strike aka not deadpool <laughs> and uh, but no and i say that but i say that with all love and respect and this book is very self-aware and that's what I really, really enjoyed the most about it. There's a scene with this one character, uh, what's his name, Deadlock. And it's kind of like caption boxes that are supposed to be like Bloodstrike's internal monologue during this fight scene. And I'll read from it, Deadlock, just look at you. You're the worst excuse for bad Wolverine cosplay ever. <laughs> and then it says, I'm embarrassed for you and whoever thought this look was a good idea. <laughs> and that, that line right there is what kind of sold me on this book. That's what kind of, that was the, the final nail that I was like, all right, this is a fun one. I think everyone's in on the joke now. And, uh. Yeah, I, I, I read number two as well. And when I got to that part, I was like, okay, I get it now. It's, yeah, it, it's exactly what it's, it's exactly what it seems to be. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, uh, good, clean, unquote, quote, unquote, cause it's not clean at all. Uh, satire. It's satire. 
And so I'm, I'm more than happy now that I, I'm well aware of that I'm fully immersed into it. I can totally get into the book and enjoy it. Cause like at first I'm like, is this a serious book? It's about as thick. But, um, <laughs> now that I know like, Oh, this whole book's just like tongue in cheek, like blow them up action, fun stuff. Like don't think too hard about it. Just go for the ride and enjoy. So, and I'm, I am, I'm going for the ride and I'm enjoying it. And I'll, I'll stick with this one. For its run, I don't. I mean, who knows? I don't know if it's going to be like we were talking like Blood Strike 112, but um, we'll see what it what it goes. But it's it's fun, and I'll stick with it because it's fun. And 2.99 can't beat that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, well, you know that that's just to you know just sidetrack real quick. Um, a majority of uh, image books are still 2.99. So that's kind of a nice, um, you know, I mean, Image is always putting out some pretty quality um, material. Mm-hmm. And the fact that they're, you know, they, they do the thing where their volume one trade paperbacks are almost always $9.99. Yes. And their monthlies are $2.99 um, makes it very inviting as a comic reader. So, you know, I would, if you're ever, you know, strapped or if you're, you know, ever wondering what books to cut and which to keep um definitely try and keep some image books because they're you know it's great you know great quality for you know not a lot of money so <sighs> and we are not being paid by image so just put that no, out there we are <laughs> well maybe. this episode brought to you by image comics <laughs> yeah. imagey the most imagey comics around um well, speaking of image comics, I have an, I have an image comic to talk about. Actually, two image comics to talk about. Um, the uh, first one is actually, I, I won't go in too much into this one because it was actually the last ep- episode, the last issue of the series, uh, Secret Identities, number seven, by uh, Jay Ferber, and uh, I can never say his name, uh, Ilias... Uh, Kyriazis, I think is his name. Um, actually, and it was not just, uh, hold on a second. Oh, it's, um, Brian Joins, a story by Brian Joins and Jay Ferber, and the art by Elias Kyriazis. Um, so this was the last issue of the series, and I don't, I'm, it wasn't supposed to be, but I think just the way the, the book was selling, um, just, you know, I guess it just never found its audience. And so they decided to wrap everything up in the seventh issue. And it was a bummer. I mean, it ended well and it didn't feel, I mean, you could tell they were just tying things up quickly, but it didn't feel, you know, it didn't feel rushed, even though you could tell, it didn't feel like it should have been the last issue. Um, but it was, you know, I, I, this is just a, this was a great superhero book. Nice, um, like solid original characters, good story with some, like some twists and turns. And, um, yeah, it's just kind of a bummer that it, that, you know, just never found its audience cause it was really good. I mean, people are always looking for, you know, new and original, uh, superhero stories. Uh, this is definitely one, you know, one that should have been bigger than it was. And, but I, I know the, um, 
the first volume, like the, the first collection, I think is coming out next month. So um, I would say check it out if you know if you're in the market for for a, um, a you know a nice collected story with some um, you know with some original superhero characters and a nice mix of. I mean, if you've ever read any of Jay Farber's stuff, you know from uh, Noble Causes to Dynamo Five. I mean, he's really good at mixing the you know taking the the traditional superhero tropes and mixing them in with like somewhat soap opery drama and but he makes it work which is amazing so uh, it's really it, it makes for some really good storytelling so um, there's yeah secret identities number seven um, sorry you know uh, moment of silence you know sorry to see it go. Um, and then, um, another book real quick I wanted to talk about, uh, another image book was Tokyo Ghost, number one, and that's by, like, kind of a rock star team of Rick Remender and, uh, Sean Murphy, um, just a beautiful, beautiful book by Sean Murphy, and it's got this kind of Remendery image of the future, which is not, you know, doesn't feel too far removed from, from us where everyone is like plugged in and, you know, all they see, you know, they, everyone has implants and everyone is just viewing like 10 different th you know, things at a time, like videos and feeds and social media and television shows and pornography and all this stuff. And it's, um, it's kind of a, um, it's like an, like a like a high octane cop drama, um, sort of in the like almost a Judge Dreddish, um, with a little bit of like cyberpunk mixed in. Um, I feel like I need to read it again though because as you know, it's just one of those things where you're introduced to this like futuristic world and you don't quite get all the the nuances of language and context as far as how, like how different is this world? Um, and the, like I said, the, the art by Sean Murphy was, uh, really good, but it's like really, it's really kinetic. Like it almost doesn't really, it doesn't really stop to breathe until the last couple of pages. So you're just kind of like on this, you're on this ride with the main characters and it just doesn't really even let up for a moment which is really cool, but then it's almost like you have to stop and take a moment to reflect, like, okay, now that was really fun and awesome, but what's the story about? So, Gotcha. Well, I noticed that uh, as I'm rediscovering this drive that we do have it, uh, it was sent to us as a preview issue, so I shall read this, because there was some, I actually thought about buying it, but it was just a matter of the budget, going back to that topic, and while not in was it? It's a three ninety nine book, I think it is. Yeah, and so it was a victim of of its price. Mm. Or I, I couldn't. Uh, it looked cool. It looked like probably something might enjoy, but I got to cut corners at the at the moment, and this was a corner that got cut. But thanks to the gift of the program, I still can enjoy it, and then we will discuss it. I will try and figure it out with you. <laughs> Please do. Let's. We'll, we'll we'll have a little. We'll revisit it. Tokyo Ghost Book Club. Yes. 
We'll convene. I think I might just pick it up on the, just the name alone. I kind of like that name. That's a pretty nice name. <laughs> yeah, and well, like I said, it's just a it, it's just a really nice looking book, and I mean, I'll read almost anything that Rick Remender does. I mean, he he just puts out some some amazing like like hard, dirty sci-fi. Um, you know, like you know, he did Fear Agent, and um, well, actually, I think he did. Sean, didn't he do Black Science? He did. Which you're going to talk about, right? That was like I wasn't even. That was totally that unplanned. Was, yeah, that, that was, that was, that was completely unplanned. <laughs> yeah, he did. I um. Oh, what was I going to say? Damn. <laughs> I was going to say you can take that segue and take a tour of downtown Pittsburgh on it. I was going to say, yeah. Because I, too, am, one, reading a Rick Remender book, as well as an Image book. Thank you, Image. Uh, stage fright. Sorry. Anyways. You're amongst friends. Picture us all naked. Oh, I don't know about that. Don't do that. I'm way ahead of you. <laughs> I always picture you guys naked. That's how I get through these episodes. <laughs> Do I have to buy you guys dinner now? <laughs> Anyways, I actually read this, and you know, this was kind of like on my um, I wanted to read list for quite some time, and then when I joined CBP, I saw it there, and I was like, oh, I definitely have to read this. So, and I have to say, it was really fun. Like it was just a fun roller coaster type of ride of a book. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm just going to skim through it because I forgot to write notes on this, and I read this like a week ago. But I'll just tell you my experiences with it for the most part. Once I got past like the first issue, because the first issue kind of drops you off in the middle of everything, and you're a little confused at first. Because everything's just happening. Like the main character, uh, who's the inventor of this, I think it's like the Chrono Jump or something like that. It. Next time I'll I'll have my notes, but basically, uh, this guy makes this. Um, I think no, it was called the Tower. I forget. I'm sorry, guys. Basically, it's an interdimensional machine, and it's like a comic cool version of Quantum Leap, except, you know, instead of history, it's interdimensional. Mm-hmm. And you follow, like, I think it's like a couple scientists, a businessman, uh, his, uh, I don't know, like his assistant, and like a bodyguard. And and his and his kids too, right? Yeah, his kids are there too, and it's, his wife. It's it's who, very it's very like lost and spacey. Yeah, but it's like very it's but it's a little like, a little darker. Oh yeah, like definitely like darker, and it just it hooks you from the beginning, and you eventually find out how they got to this situation. You find out more about the science behind it, like why are they doing this. Uh, and some double crosses along the way. And in the end of the volume, um, I guess I won't spoil it here. It is a bit of a shocker because I was just like, what the heck? I, I was just 
kind of floor. Because mm. now I'm kind of wondering how are they going to continue it? But well, I'm kind of interested. As well as you get to meet multiple versions of um, some of the characters. Well, like uh, different alternate timelines. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, I'm, I was reading it for a while and I'm, I, I let myself fall behind. Um, but from what I understand, and again, I'm not going to spoil anything, but you kind of, something that you said kind of answers your own question. Oh, okay. So, um, yeah, I think, um, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm actually glad you brought up Black Science because that's one of the books I've been, I've been meaning to go back and catch up on. And I think what I'm going to do is it's been so long since I've read it. I'm just going to start from the beginning, um, and it's not going to be much of a chore because I really enjoyed it the first time, so I'm sure I'll enjoy rereading it and then catching up. So, yeah, it's just it was just plain fun, and the artwork, awesome, mm-hmm. to say the least. Uh, I'm I'm looking at his name now, Matteo. Oh, uh, uh, Scaleria, Scaler, Matteo Scalera. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I love his artwork. It was, that's what really hooked me in and for the most part, because it was just like his expressions and pointed noses were just so great and so expressive and just got everything across. And I'm flipping the pages in my mind and I'm trying to think like if he had some really good quiet moments too. And I imagine he kind of did. I can't remember it though, but it seems like every jump that they did, like every um, um, dimensional jump, it just seems like they got more and more in crap soup. <laughs> yeah, so. no, you're right. I mean, I mean, pretty much from the first issue, I mean, things like pretty much went downhill. Um, but yeah, the, you know, they would and they would jump from dimension to dimension and. With varying degrees of, you know, success or danger, or um, so yeah, it's it, it's definitely, uh, it's, I mean, it's so much fun, but it's it's I mean, it's there's less. I mean, in in, in my mind, there's there's less a, a feeling of uh, wonder and exploration, and more of a feeling of just constant danger. Like no matter where they go, it almost seems like. Their lives are almost always at like at risk. Yeah, I yeah I totally agree. There's like another, I, I'm sorry, go ahead. I was gonna say it's like you never know if they're gonna live or not, or like some people are gonna live through the issue, and it's kind of exciting. I haven't been that excited about uh, reading some stories in a while. So, mm-hmm. well, I would um I would recommend another um. If I can find it, another, uh, I believe it's Rick Remender, science fiction book, um, again from Image, called uh, Low. Oh, yeah, with um, okay. Greg, uh, I think it's uh, Greg Tuccini. Yes, yes, they did Last Days of American Crime. Yes, and I mean, talk about, uh, I mean, you want to talk about, I mean, uh, not saying it's you know better or worse than Mateo Sclera, but just different like this this beautiful organic almost ethereal looking art 
in low is just amazing. And it's and and the and the science fiction part of it is so much fun. Um, yeah, and, and we have the we also have the volume one collection of that as well. So that's oh. that ought to be your next one. Um, just just my own opinion. If you like the uh, the the uh, recommender sci-fi stuff, definitely check out Low. I yeah, that artwork. I uh, I am a bit of a fan of the Fear Agent. So mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, we have those as well. <laughs> on, oh, I know. <laughs> on the, yeah, we have the uh, I think the like the the big two collections. Yeah, I'm trying to work my way up to that because I I want to read them but they're so large and I'm just like, Oh, and I kind of like, I read a lot of it, like a couple, like maybe even last year. And I'm like, okay, I really want to read, but I really want to read it, but I didn't want to reread it. I wanted to carry on. Like I wanted to read more, but I didn't want to reread what I already read, Mm -hmm. but I can't remember where I stopped. (laughs) So, I think I might just be doomed and just have to reread it, but I guess that'll be the fun of it. Mm-hmm. It was pretty fun, mm-hmm. and I will definitely read low because I do like this artwork. It's really nice. Cool. So. Sorry, I uh, got caught up reading this uh, issue of Tokyo Ghost, <laughs> and it is now when you read on your iPad. You read them on your iPad, right, Dan? Yes. Do you you read them? Uh, what I'll call the vertical orientation. So you're looking at the whole page at once. Yes, but I'm, I'm um, on my iPad. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm able to swipe left and right. Okay. Well, what I, on my phone, I have a Samsung G4, S4, whatever the fuck, the four. And um, they're looking at a page at once on the screen. It's a little too tiny. So I have to flip it and sort of scroll up the page. Mm-hmm. And... It's just a different um, experience by reading a book in this manner. Um, it doesn't take away from it, it, it but it is. I don't, it doesn't take away from the overall experience, but it does deliver it in a different fashion. Mm-hmm. Well, it's kind of the same thing. If you if you just read a comic straight from the drive, it opens it up as a PDF, which you're just scrolling up and down um, instead of. You know, so that's why I, I like being able to look at it on my iPad because, like I said, I can I can at least swipe left and right, like turning a page. Um, the only time it's a little problematic is if there's a double page spread. I can't look at both at the same time, so I kind of okay. have to like like go back and forth a little bit just to kind of like get the take in the whole picture. Um, but that's not really you know that's you know just a minor a minor thing. Um, yeah, it's been a while since I've read a, I, I have read co- some comics on my phone. Um, and it's, it's definitely, yeah, it's, it, it's more challenging, but it is nice to still have access to that, you know, yeah. on the phone. Yeah. Um, I kind of got used to it. I, I actually, that's how I, I started reading like all these books, uh, from the CBP library. It was just on my phone because I think one day I was like, uh, I guess I'll just give it a try. Because I never liked it before because the images are just so small. But then, I don't know, I guess I kind of got used to it. Or my phone's like really up to my face and I have my glasses off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I, I feel like, you know, we're lucky that our, 
our phones are, you know, just in general, phones are just getting better at f- for these sorts of things. I mean, I, I would never go strictly to my phone to read comics, but it is, you know, it's not the worst thing in the world either. Yeah. So. Uh, Although I, I do download it first. I don't go from, I don't like look at it on Google Drive. I download it first and then I look at it through um, uh, Adobe Acrobat. Oh, okay. I, I can too. It's like flip from left to right like I'm reading the book. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of nice. That's mm-hmm. fine. I'm, I'm sorry to zone out, but this book is amazing. <laughs> well, we better reel you back in before you, before you get left. <laughs> Before you get Live lost. reviews. That's it. Real time reviews on the comic book pen. Part of the like, only whole difference. Okay, now I'm going to turn the page, and here's what's happening now. So I you, could do that. Yeah, just just reading us. Yeah. Sixteen. <laughs> oh, it is beautiful. It's whacked out. Mm-hmm. It's just crazy. Like, um, it's almost like a uh, uh, Clockwork Orange type cyberpunk future. Mm-hmm. But uh. Whew. Yeah, it's good. I'll put it down and uh, come back for the show. I mean, you guys had a good long talk there. There was a there was that Black Science Easter egg in in the first issue of Tokyo Ghost. There's a scene. Oh yeah, I missed that heart race. And uh, a young lady is playing a Black Science pinball machine. Oh, that's awesome! I have to go back. I was going to go back. I'm going to go back and reread it anyways. But that's pretty cool. I, I didn't. Yeah. I didn't catch that. And there's uh, scenes where the uh, the the co the male um, co star. The supporting character there, uh, with all the the uh, little windows in front of his head, like he's all he's addicted to the internet, mm-hmm. uh, which is something I can relate to. Uh, there was some like close-ups, and you could see like fake uh, like tweets that were um, criticizing Remender and uh, Sean Gordon Murphy. I thought that was pretty funny too. <laughs> nice. So uh, yeah, there's little little nuggets there to enjoy. But yeah, like I, said, I was reading it by uh, just with the phone in the horizontal orientation and scrolling down so I mean like it's like a wide like a movie almost but just scrolling down um remind me of a conversation that Sean and I were having with a fellow local cartoonist the other week about with the evolving uh format of comics and as creators how does that change the approach um obviously not a conversation for here and now but maybe something we can figure out later but uh it definitely does make the brain work. And I'm curious, if anybody out there, when you read stuff, if you read it on devices, do you read it like on a page? Do you read it like in chunks scrolling up? And uh, how does it affect your experience? Share with us. And we'll share back. Um, no, it's really good. I'll, I'll finish reading it. We can go in depth on next week's program. Nice. Looking forward to it. Yeah, and I'll, I'll reread it and we'll have a little, uh, it's a little roundtable discussion. You should read it too, Sean. And we can all... Sure. Something new for the all-new, all-different comic book pit. Yeah, I'll give it a whirl. We all read the same book. It really will be book club. <laughs> the Image Comics book club is mm-hmm. what we're going to turn into. But, um... um yeah. You all out of books? Well, did you... Um, Sorry, I tuned out. No, that's okay. Well, I mean, we can be. I, I know you guys mentioned each having a, another one, but we don't... You know, we don't have to keep... It's actually out. I went above and beyond what I came to the table with. Okay. <laughs> I came to the table with one book, ended up discussing three. One that uh, I'm a good way through reading during the show. Um, I do, but we can be done. Although, I did want to mention, you are talking about breaking news. This is a couple 
days ago, breaking news, but uh, Bill Finger is going to get credited on Gotham and in the upcoming, upcoming Batman versus Superman. I I heard about that. That's pretty cool. Um, yeah, that's cool about uh, Bill Finger. Mm-hmm. Nice that they're finally giving credit. Um, it's only forty some years after he passed, but I think it's late than ever. No, he did about not. 70. Seventy years. He died in in the seventies, right? Yeah, he died in the seventies, but he never got credit in the first place. It always said created by Bob Kane from yeah. the start. Right. Well, that's. But yeah, I'm. I thought that was really good news, and I'm I'm glad that uh, Warner slash DC, maybe just Warner, has given him uh, his props, and that's kind of nice. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, right. con- congratulations, uh, Mr. Finger. You were no you fingered. Yeah. Oh, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> and we just brought it down. <laughs> All right. Well, I, I was going to switch off um, to the world of media for at least a minute. Um, a, a fan favorite return to the airwaves this week. The new season of Doctor Who started. Did you get to That's watch it, Sean? Right. I did. I did watch okay. it. I, I enjoy it. I like the Peter Capaldi Doctor. Um, I enjoy going for the adventures. It is. I could see. Um, it's not a. It's a little more comedic and light in some spots. Then I guess what one might expect, but uh, I still enjoy it. Like the Missy character is a little a little jokey. Um, I was kind of I don't like I get that she's jokey, but I don't know. I kind of got her more of like she's just playing crazy. She she doesn't know where she's at, and I mean I get that. I don't know. Like I don't know if you're supposed to take her lighthearted because she. Uh, She's kind no, of no. crazy. Yeah, in one minute she's kind of is like cracking jokes and being a little loony, and then in the next second she's vaporizing people. So it is. Yeah. Uh, I do like that they're going that they're willing to go there, but uh, overall I enjoyed it. It was really cool. Um, that, I, that was a very good uh, premiere episode, I have to say. Like it, it kind of made my mouth drop a couple times because especially the. I don't think it's really spoilers, but there was a scene where Missy was talking to Clara and, you know, she's just, as she's talking, she vaporizes a couple of people to make her point cross. And, yeah. you know, I was just like, wow, I didn't expect that because it was just like out of nowhere. Just boom. I, I do always enjoy it when they incorporate uh, canon into the modern tales. Mm-hmm. And uh, I always... I'm always a sucker for when they incorporate old uh, footage of previous doctors and find ways to tie that stuff into the current stories. Um, I think I don't know if it has to do. I think it has to do with being a comics fan and and being a sucker okay. for continuity. That stuff like that just uh, gets me. But I really old, did enjoy it. It was really cool, and I'm down with it. Old footage of old doctors. I don't remember that. There was a. Um, a scene, well, in the episode, of folks didn't watch it, what the hell are they talking about? Uh, when the doctor's talking to Davros and Scarrow, he sees footage of the other doctors. And uh, they, they found, like, right. little lines and quotes and stuff that they, that would be relevant to the doctor's current predicament. You're right. I There's totally my, forgot about that scene. That I means watched it. 
like that beginning part, like the beginning of the episode, mm-hmm. I was like, holy crap. As soon as that little kid said his name. <laughs> I, I caught it because I was watch that uh, prologue they put out uh, before the episode aired. And I was like, mm-hmm. well, they might be talking to Master. I was like, but. And I said this, she was like, I think it's Davros. And she had no idea what I was talking about. I was just making up words as far as she was concerned. <laughs> I was like, oh, they could bring back Davros. Um, I didn't realize that they had snake people. So, like, the Daleks have cousins and they're snake men. That yeah. was uh, that was a scary monster to introduce. If I was a kid, I probably would have uh, ran out of the room when he turned into a giant snake. There's a guy, Dan, who's oh, just that a was, snake that was coiled cool, up. Though. Like, he his face like these creases down it, and it's because he's a giant snake that's just coiled up. Mm. And then he yeah. like drops his robe, and he's just like a bunch of snakes, and he turns into, and there's like one giant snake. Creepy. Indeed. Yeah, it was it was really nice though. It was a nice effect, and. It, I was kind of glad they explained it because I was like, who the heck's this guy with the freaking lines across his face? <laughs> yeah. Weirdo. Yeah. Well, there you but, go. Uh, and Capaldi seems to have truly, I mean, I well came into his own last season, but he's definitely owning the role of the Doctor and taking it to new places. Yeah, I still, I'm still kind of on the fence with him. I mean, I like him. I liked him last season. I think still a couple episodes were a bit of hit or miss, so I'm actually kind of I'm hoping that this season will be like ten times better. I, if there's any criticisms, it's definitely not in the performance. It, it may no. be in the writing, but it's certainly not in the performance. No, because I mean, you can tell Capaldi just loves his job. He's just yes, he's a hoot. He's a hoot to watch, and uh, I just just some of the episodes were kind of hit or miss for me last yeah, season. I, so the, I'm kind of hoping this. Yeah, writing and direction does feel a bit, I don't know, loose at times. And there was like moments even in this premiere episode, but uh, the performances kind of I don't know, like this premiere episode was kind of it was kind of top notch. And it was kind of like, wow, you're going to open up the gate with this. Here we go. And yeah, it was yeah, it was pretty good. To borrow a phrase from the early 2000s, it was a bit widescreen at times. Nope, don't get that phrase. Okay, well, um, Dan Open maybe had some meaning to you, even though you don't know the episode, perhaps you can draw the court. The court I mean, I know what widescreen mm-hmm. means, but I don't yeah. think I've ever heard Remember of Remember the, the Miller books? They're like, oh, they're widescreen comics. So that's like big, oh, right. action Yeah. Oh. Yeah. And I think okay. whenever you have, like, uh, all the planes are frozen in the sky and Clara has to go to unit, that's kind of widescreeny. I gotcha. You, I, I caught what you threw. Well, no, so, uh, I, I caught the second throw. Yes, yes. Um, but yeah, my, my, because I don't get the, uh, the BBC America on TV, so I buy the season pass. So my Sunday morning ritual is back of waking up early to watch Doctor Who. So, so we can look forward to the next three months as we, yeah. we're, we're bidding farewell to a companion. As well. I don't know. I think that might be a hoax. I mean, oh, I no, that's legit. That's confirmed. It's legit this time? Because I this think is legit last this time, time she was, she was going to go, too. Yeah, she's, you, well, yeah, I was up in the air, and she changed her mind last minute. And then uh, this time, though, she's gone. She's got a new job. She's going to play, like, the queen in some BBC miniseries. Oh, wow. So new companion next year. 
Oh, I'm going to miss Clara. She was nice. Yeah. But you know what? With that show, I think it was, correct me if I'm wrong, Sean, I think it was Patrick Troughton that pretty much coined it, three and out. Well, that was for the doctors. I think it was about. for companions, too. Three and out. Oh, well. I think it's just yeah. a good overall rule of thumb for Doctor Who. Three and out. Yeah, but Clara was just so good. I know, but get off the stage while they're still, you know, leave them wanting more. I'd say with that show, three and out. After that, who knows what's going to happen. Mm. Well, well, what's the, what's we'll the most see. tenured modern doctor? What did Tennant do? I think he did three seasons, didn't he? Or was it four? Two, four. three, four, yeah. And four that was fourth, kind of more like, like those. A series of specials? Yeah. Okay. I think it was like Water on Mars and some yeah. other stuff. And, and I think it was like the end three. of time. Smith was so I don't know. I'd have to look as far as episode well, one. Well, Smith Baker did six. Yeah, yeah I know. I was, I was talking. I think he did seven, but I was speaking modern doctors. Oh, but yeah, I'd say technically now three and out. So yeah, so that's what we have to look forward to the next three months on the show, the weekly Doctor <laughs> Who roundup. Well, hopefully to be to be joined with. Uh, talk of the flash and arrow and supergirl and oh, yeah, we'll have to do like a whole um, episode heroes reborn starts tonight um, i don't know i have awesome. to... i'm just saying there's so much stuff out there now yeah. i mean I'm comic def- tv pit yeah we might have to I, I think we're gonna have to do like a separate episode like a, a, a maybe a series of episodes just to, devoted to the media just the our tv watching because there's so much stuff out there now it's like I mean, Agents of Shields coming back. Um, I think they're going to do another uh, Agent Carter, but that's probably going to be like a, a like I think another winter like fill in gotcha. like, like they did last year. Yeah. So I enjoyed Agent Carter. I can't get into Agents yeah. of Shield, but Agent Carter was fun. I like. Oh, I was saying they shouldn't put Agent Carter on after the Flash because trying to watch it after the Flash was a bit of like doing homework. Because the Flash was such a yeah. high octane fun, then you switch to Agent Carter, and it's just like well, I feel like almost watching was, almost anything after the Flash would be a yeah, would yeah. be a letdown. Stay away from so, the Tuesdays at nine p.m. slot. Yeah, we'll have to uh, come to their TV. Yeah, we'll have to we'll have to to make plans to do that. Have an all media episode. So, well, does anybody have any uh, anything to close it out? I'll just say this: uh, October fourth is Zine Fair. Um, it's getting closer. I'll be there. I'm going to have a, uh, uh, too bad the Duke's not here. He would enjoy my use of this phrase. I'm going to have a ash can prepared for the zine fair. Nice. That's, yeah. um, that's just, that's, uh, next weekend, right? It, it, uh, yes, yes. Uh, next, next Sunday? Nine, ten days away. Yeah, October 4th. Uh, we may have one more in between then or not. I'm not sure. We never know. No, is it two weeks? No, wait, hold on. Let me look at the calendar. What's today? Yes, I think it's next week. Not this coming weekend, but the following. Right, so not, yeah. Gotta get some, yeah, so. Yeah, it's ne- next weekend. Next weekend. Oh. Yeah, it's next weekend. Like I said, right? Yes. <laughs> okay, just making yeah. sure. This, this, this semantic argument always trips me up, because <laughs> in theory, could this coming weekend be considered next, as an instant next coming, or is it this coming weekend? Yeah, no, this coming weekend is, when is the, a different weekend, and then next weekend is the weekend of the fair. October 4th. Let's just leave it at that. Yeah. 
Sanyin? They got guesswork out of it. All right. Uh, Sean, anything anything you need to uh, add, plug, anything like that? Um, no, just kind of hanging out at my house. Okay. So we're all invited. <laughs> you, you heard it here first, folks. You're all invited. Folks. You're all invited to a zine fair at Sean's house. That'd be cool. (laughs) I do have some comics. I don't know if they're zines, but I do have comics. All right. Pretty awesome. Go buy his 11 monsters off of them. Yeah. Or uh, volume two of Explorers of the Unknown. That came out finally. Oh, I did. did. Came out at Wizard World. All right. Well, and I have absolutely nothing to add to anything in like the last 10 minutes of conversation. So I'm just going to close it out here. Uh, this has been episode 219 of comic book pit. I'm Dan. Oh, I'm Sean. Oh, I'm, I'm so still not Wait. used to going second. Oh, I thought you were going second. That's why I waited. I know I'm not used to it though. I'm used to going what? third. Well, I'm third. Okay. I know. I know. I know. Let's take two. <laughs> I'm Ben. <laughs> I'm Jared. And I'm Sean, the third man. He's, he's, he's in the third chair this week. All right, that's it for this week. We'll see you next time.